Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Chop a line now. All right, all right. Episode 33 of Chopping Lines coming at y'all. This is your host, Ted Lutz, joined across the way with my co-host, Doc Ward. Doc, great to see you tonight. How are you? Doing great, yeah. Episode 33, and just shout out to a friend of the show, Wyatt Steer. Today, his 33rd birthday, so that's a nice, you know, meshing of numbers there. I love to hear that. Shout out, Wyatt. Indeed, friend of the show. Haven't seen him in a while. Uh, We got a good show coming at you today. We got our Nick Kurtz interview that we'll have in the middle of the show. Some NFL, some NBA action. Trivia's back for March, and so much more. We're going to jump right on into things nothing like a fresh month of trivia though right oh yeah oh yeah i'm i'm coming this month i'm it's been it's been long (laughs) all right nfl to start things out uh carson wentz released by the commandos speaking of coming uh, freeze up 26 million in cap space. That's pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah, somehow not the biggest news out of the nation's capital is that 26 they're going to save go to the 55 million dollar credit fraud that <laughs> Dan was running on his you know, fellow owners there. That's a very valid question. <laughs> we know that some of it's going to be going to defensive tackle Deron Payne, uh, franchise tag out there taking a big name off the free agency market. Now. Carson Wentz is officially washed, right? Like, he's fucked. He's a backup quarterback. He's not... This isn't Kirk Cousins no. leaving Washington. Like, he's not going to find greener pastures. My and if he does, ba- it might be on a hunting trip. He might just call it a day and <laughs> sure. go to fucking Idaho and do his thing, you know? So he's made Stalk a lot of money. Elk. He's made a lot of money. And... Killing of a sacred deer. And, and he would be more than willing to do that. He's a seemingly a weird, prideful guy. Uh, but he's made a lot of money. I have a hard time seeing him kind of humble himself to be willing to be a backup. Yeah, I mean, well, and he's made what well, I think career salary. He's like one twenty. Oh, like, I mean, it's he's nine, made it's not a boatload. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like, yeah, are you like, are you willing to be a backup like that? I mean, Colt McCoy's a backup, like. Who else is like a career like Matt Schaub? I mean, he had starting, but he a Tyler kind of Huntley, even yeah, Huntley. I mean, like I don't think Carson Wentz. You have to put all ego aside if that's what you're going to be. Agreed. You were like kind of you've been a you had flashes early in your career, but you've been a failed starter in multiple cities now. So it's like it's I you don't at know. This point. Yeah, I mean, do you just? I mean, you can keep getting a check, but I don't even think he's going to have like a Ryan Fitz magic type of situation either it's just like just go ride pine for three years and call it a career i mean how, when did he come into the league do we remember was that 2016 i think it no i think it was 2012 even even uh oh earlier. shit so this is see i don't even have a scope of his oh, career nope. uh, like sh- that hey well good on you 2016 <laughs> okay great i have uh, way off. i have his career like been, in the crosshairs ted seems like he's been around longer than that that's yeah crazy. well and that's not a good sign no you know? it's like but um, either way, it's just uh, wh- where where do you think they're going to land with all this now? I mean, it's seemingly going to look like there's going to be new ownership. Yeah. Before next season, yeah. I, I think it's it's really looking more and more like that. 
And it seems like Bezos might not be the guy, but I'm. Well, that's what Snyder doesn't want him to be. But if, like, you know, if he, what if he, yeah, here's two billion more dollars than the next guy. You, yeah, like they just, can't match Yeah, I it. think most people would put their pride aside for that. Oh yeah. yeah Man, I, he's seeking. Snyder's seeking all time. I mean, all like, do you know all the shitstorm of that scandal with like him and the three part owners? That no, no, I know you mentioned he was taken earlier. out. Uh, secondary loan or line of credit, they're supposed to, like, by league bylaws, they're supposed to sign off on it. They were going through the books in, like, 2020, saw this, and were like, wait, what the fuck? I don't remember any of this. Mm. Brought the league's attention. The league did nothing. Then come to find out Daniel Snyder doing this through the Bank of America, the person that, like, the other signature in all of the 60 pages of whatever it was was roger goodell's really? so yeah they're they're so someone they, yeah exactly um shocker yeah something sketchy involving those two yeah another day in the nfl so it's interesting to see what that's all going to be i mean snyder's seeking like i think he's like he said he was prepared to sell he's doing that again through bank of america it's all right there you yeah, know what i mean just like one big trail. swirl of bullshit but um he's see he wants like indemnity he wants basically like um you know absolution and i'm trying to think of the right word here immunity diplomatic community oh, diplomatic sure, community sure. remember blood diamond yes sir but Great uh <laughs> he wants that with all the other ongoing lawsuits involving him so it's really He's scum. Yeah, He's yeah such I mean, scum. It's, it's not good. And, you know, if I'm the league, I don't, I mean, I guess he has the final say, but if Jeff Bezos wants to buy the team, I let him fucking buy the team. Yeah. And that would be good for business. Yeah, I agree. They'd, uh, a lot more money being pumped into that shitty stadium and area. Uh, that team. I hate them, but they well, yeah, don't deserve Daniel Snyder. There's going on with them about the railing falling over yeah, the and like pipe. the sewage spillage. Yeah, <laughs> the, pipe, the pisser. Terrible. Another quarterback release, Marcus Mariota from the Falcons. That was kind of writing on the wall after he kind of had a fit. Are they clearing benched. room for Lamar? I hope not. Yeah, I, I mean, you got to think, though, because that's always been one of the spots people yeah. have named as They've a potential. They've got some weapons. And, and you know, th- something's rotten in Baltimore, you know? And I saw a word, word on the street is that Lamar lost out on a huge shoe deal. Uh, the the ownership of the shoe, I don't know, I don't know that many details, but they said there were difficulties because uh, yeah. he had no agent. I don't think it was disclosed what shoe company it was. It was probably Under Armour, local company. Wouldn't be surprised. Like, and but, there were yeah, multiple sources. Too. But see, like with every single thing about Lamar, you hear one thing and then someone comes out and is like, that is not true. Like It's like there, there is such a whirlwind of controversy and and also just like a bunch of nothing like it's been a year now a year or more of sublims you know it's like i don't need subtweeting the fucking organization or the quarterback of one another you know we either figure something out or move on yeah and we need to do it sooner rather than later sooner than later I agree. I love Lamar. I want him to stay. I'm kind of over this shit at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kenny Galladay was another recent releasee from the Giants. Got a ton of money. Mm. I think he got a 
I think he was getting like $874,000 per catch by the end of things. Wow. Really underproduced. <laughs> really <laughs> underproduced. Uh, and then the Bears uh, officially leaning towards trading the first overall pick. would think it would be yeah, a I huge mean, haul. It sounded like they were like almost pretty openly, if not shy of him, being like, hey, this is... We're come we're, get it. Yeah, <laughs> like come their GM it. was basically like uh, Ryan Poles. Yeah, what did he say the other day? It was I mean, we, we quoted him a couple weeks ago when he was like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we would listen to if it was something like." So it's getting closer and closer to oh, that. Yeah. They're gonna get a haul. And Lamar goes to Atlanta, and Fields comes to Baltimore, and then it's just plug and play as they keep the same offense. Uh, I would. I wouldn't be happy with that. Because John Harbaugh said he didn't really review much Munkin tape before the hiring. It was all just like... Nepotism. And, and like <laughs> philosophy. Like he's willing to be flexible. I like, I hope you don't mold him into whatever the shit we've been doing the last Cam year Cameron or two. Jr. Yeah, it's like... Let the dude cook. <laughs> Let Russ cook. We, we'll see. And that enough. reminds me of one of the best football quotes from one of the best football minds, Bill Parcells, where it's like, if you want me to cook the dinner, you got to let me buy the groceries. And yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah. And seems like somebody's standing in front of us in line at the grocery store right now. <laughs> Moving to the NBA, Giannis. Hi. Hurt his wrist at the All-Star game. Now he's dealing with a bruised knee. Got LeBron dealing with a foot injury, very similar to my own. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I no. mean, let's just delve into that real quick. I mean, he kind of he came down and he says landed on his shoe or someone else's foot. Yeah. Kind of, he heard, he said he heard a pop. Um, a lot going on in that area. Yeah. Now, what was yours like? Kind of same thing. You were coming down. Yep. Just paint that picture down. for us, Ted. Yep. Toes down. You rolled it. You just feel the pop mm. on the top of the foot as you go. And yeah. you're in Das Boot right now. I am, and I'm sure that my injury was not nearly to the extent of LeBron's, similar or not. And you're not going to get the type of treatment. I don't know. The we'll round the Workman's clock. Comp. <laughs> I won't be paying for We're it. We're waking Ted up every 90 minutes, get a good stretch in. Isometric Nice and hot. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, none of that. None rice. Of that. But he's going to miss. Uh, I like that rice. Shout out health health class. Um, going to miss at least a month, it seems like. Not as much time as Lamelo or Ball is going to miss the fractured ankle. Really. Like uh, he's going for the season. I believe yeah. so, yeah. Kind of derailing. But it's been pretty exciting now that he's been back and rolling. Mm -hmm. uh, Quinn Snyder, hired by Atlanta, coaching out the rest of the season. Can't imagine yeah. that he's going to get fired this year. But no. you never know with <laughs> no, Trey no, Young, no. I guess. Well, and that's a good bet to take right now. Who lasts longer in Atlanta from this day forward, Quinn Snyder or Trey? Oh, it's definitely Trey. But. Yeah. Well, you know, know. Maybe I mean, together, maybe how, together. Like, what if one more season goes by after this one and it's like, what the fuck did we do? We'll see. I, f I feel like people in the NBA kind of cling to their superstars, whether they are, That's are true. deserving of it or not. Yeah, it's true. We'll see. Uh, Jason Tatum, that game in Philly was awesome. He hit the game yeah. in three with a second yeah, that was wild. left. And Bede, the 70-footer, he knew it was late. Right I know, jump. yeah, but it's still. I mean, that was a pretty wild, Sick exciting thing to see. Yeah, and he's he's a giant man to just like, yeah, get in position to launch that. I ball. love him. he's great. He's just, a he's great. Yeah, and B, I just like his whole personality. Also, he came back from early injuries. He had like foot, knee problems. Like, and yeah, he's. 
Yeah, it's just uh, I, I I fuck with Joel Embiid. That block he had on uh, John Morant the other day was fucking yeah, sick. I know, and I right love to see it. Him. Just fucking come on, John Morant getting put in his place. Yeah, there. And reports just came out of, again today. We we've already talked enough about him and the and he was red dotting people out there yeah, from the, <laughs> apparently but and then like beat up a kid at a pickup game like a 16 year old i don't know if this is the same one but apparently like got in a fight with another 17 year old maybe pulled a gun on him like I think it was the same same one, but... one and it's like god damn dude what the fuck yeah it's like you made it Leave, and they were out. so lovable last year. Yeah, Even up until this early in the season. Remember, this is another thing. Just a circle back. We talked about him being like, I don't want to talk about anyone in this league. I'm not worried about anyone in this league yeah. with the Boston Celtics. It's like, well, they didn't even win the fucking championship last year. Yeah, and you've faltered heavily since. Then. And ever since then, you're fight. You're trying to fight Shannon Sharp on the, it, it, in Los Angeles. Yeah, you're Crazy. doing all types of extracurricular shit, but it's not really happening on the court so much anymore. Now he's he's lost me at this point. Really exciting player, seemingly kind of a dickhead. Ah, really immature as well. Not to be not to pull the dad card there. Uh, Mavs still not clicking with Kyrie and Luca. They blew a 27 point lead to the Lakers. Yeah, Don't that's care not for good. That. Don't care for that. And um, Luca almost is like he uh, like <laughs> just wants to bitch out a ref and waits for a basketball game to break out. Right, and Mad that's times. that's yeah. like that's a he really needs to <laughs> just stop on every. It's almost every possession. It's just like running up the court and like chatting them up. It's like just play just play and figure out a way to make this work cubes was not happy on the sideline of that game needless to say uh damian lillard our second 71 point game of the season he had 13 three-pointers just a wild performance yeah it was well let me can i just i wanted to get something out about our thought about Please. mark cuban because it's like in other like sports world or other other leagues like i don't even know fucking baseball owners like there was george Seinbrenner. Yeah. it's like i know john henry in the boston group i mean there are ones don't get me wrong i guess it's a lot more group based but and in football it's like no one likes the owners they also stay up in their gilded Jarrah. cage and watch behind glass but I don't know if it's because it's a smaller arena-based sport or the history of the NBA and ABA where, you know, basketball coaches are larger than life and characters, and they throw chairs, and they scream, and they're sweating through their suits and stuff. Like, I feel like I would be annoyed by a Mark Cuban-esque owner in any other sport, but in the NBA, it's like, I almost would love if you guys were on the bench, too. I mean, that would be the separation of powers with the coaching. You don't want to get too involved, but I like seeing Mark Cuban <laughs> mixing it up courtside. That'd be sick. You know, yeah, he, he wouldn't want to do that. But he, yeah, used to, I'm, I'm I mean, with... he used to do it all the time. I, you said he was, was he, where was he watching it the other night? I missed the, uh, like definitely sideline of court of the court. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah he, he, was... he used to do that all the time. I assume he still does, but yeah, got his biggest investment out there every night. Yeah. So not looking great. They still got plenty of time to put it together. I think they were fifth in the out in the West. Yeah, but and just to change pace and go to the next thing, uh, uh, another spectacle. Dame Lillard. I mean, this guy. If anyone's going to break Kobe's eighty-one point game, or if someone's going to get close to Wilt's, like 
Dame Lillard, I think he is right now tied or maybe behind uh, Wilt Chamberlain for like the most 60 plus point games. I think he has six or seven. He he had surpassed Michael Jordan and others, but he is special when truly he's on. lethal. Yeah. Yep. And it's a shame. And I, I forget who made this point, but I liked it being brought to my attention. I didn't think of this, but I mean, he's an Oakland guy. And so he's always, always going to be in Steph Curry's shadow. It's like Steph is better than him yes. and has won a lot more, but Dame Lillard is fucking exciting. I think he could score more in a game than Steph. He's still but a shark I think Steph's in the just water. like a better shooter than anyone we've ever seen. But yeah, Dame Lillard, shout out to him. And just doing it in Portland, one of those last guys we're going to see on that OV type of thing where it's like I play for one team my whole career. Yeah, That is going to happen less and less. And kind of piggybacking on that for Steph. So Lillard has, and this is one of those nitpicky pick-your-name stats, but he has more 60-point games than Steph, LeBron, Shaq, Larry Bird, Magic, Bill Russell, and Kevin Durant combined. Wow. So Wow. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you can pick and choose your names. Yeah. But some big I mean, names to have picked and yeah, choose from. and that there. is impressive. Like, now, as a counterpoint, it's like everyone you just named won multiple championships. There you go. So, it is what it is. You can't, I mean, you can... Say hey, Dane, that's on you. Oh, how that that's nice. You can protect your pride and not go join a super group, but you'll be but, like the only like yeah, you'll be the last person to play for one team role career, and you'll be your only one of your era that never won a ring because Kevin Durant's going out and getting them. Kyrie Irving was lucky enough to have LeBron come back for a year or two yeah. to get him one. You know, got to hit the shot or not. I agree with that. Yeah. So. Bucks now we got a little change up they're on a 15 game win streak Giannis wow. or not yeah half a game up on the Celts and that's why I loved them with the Chris Middleton coming back it's like you if you can weather a storm and go 15 straight that's I don't know if impressive. they've lost since he came back yeah, yeah. um well, and on another note, did having the Knicks won like five in a row? I think he had five or six. Yeah, yes, he's I mean, trading for Josh come Hart. Come on, that's exciting. We got a battle of NYC, battle of the boroughs. We got uh, the Brooklyn Nets against <laughs> the New York Knickerbockers. One fading, one starting to show. Right, yeah. And I just like, I love because it's, it really is inevitable. It happens at least for a, a couple weeks every year, but some years are better than others. But I love a good, like, Knicks surge where it's like, oh, like, bing bong, New York's fucking happy right now. Yeah, you know? Lynn Sanity, round two. Yeah, they're they're good for sports when they're when they're playing well. Oh yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's like it's everything's always better when the big market teams are in. It's like yeah, as much as we may hate the Yankees and the Lakers and the Cowboys, it's like when they're good, it is. I love to hate. It's them. good, yeah, a hundred percent. Moving to Major League Baseball, we got spring training underway. The Orioles are two and three. Uh, they've had some good performances, though, overall. Heston Kirstad saw him down on the farm last Heston year. Heston Kirstad. Playing really well. Got a couple home runs. Had an RBI today as well. Sounds like a, like a German film director from some the 20s. Like, or something, yeah. yeah. Herman Kirstad, you didn't see his work in <laughs> off of Enneshine? Really nice guy. Uh, kind of a under-the-radar prospect because he was dealing with 
uh, myocarditis for a little bit, fell off off course. But big that's power a heart uh, condition. Heart inflammation, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he couldn't play for a, a, a good portion of a season. Mm. Um, so he kind of fell off the radar. But he was the number two pick in the draft. So he's got he's got a high ceiling. It could be a sneaky sneaky prospect for us. Uh, also, I have Gavin Lux for the Dodgers. Tore his ACL trying to dodge a third baseman. Did you see the injury when it happened? No. He like tries to sidestep the guy, and when he's trying to regain his balance, you just see his knee just go. And it's like, wow. It's a very weird say, baseball I like, I injury. I Gavin Lux out, but it seems <laughs> as though the prognosis is was sad. bad. Now, before we get yeah, prognosis negative, that's right. And, hey, Seinfeld. All day long. I was talking, actually, with, with birthday boy Y. I gave him his call, but I forget how we got into the office. And also I'm not good. about to shit on the office. I'm not anti-office, but what I am, I'm not, I'm not office literate. I mean, I know the characters' names. I've seen probably a lot more than I think I have, but to some, that's a religion. They've seen every oh, episode yeah. ten times or whatever. You quote it. Yeah, that, that would be... That's their Seinfeld, you know. And both are classics. Both are great. But before we move on to anything else or to more baseball, can we get into these rule changes that we've been seeing in, you know, spring training that are going to be adopted? We're, we're going to be seeing them all year long. There's going to be growing pains. But I think I personally like what I'm hearing you know i think the spring training games have gone from three hours and one minutes to two hours and 38 like a 23 minute difference um i for one i'm not the biggest baseball head i i've watched it forever and i you know i follow the orioles and i watch you know the playoffs and the World Series, and then some, you know, big, you know, if there's, like, ESPN has the, the Yankees-Red Sox game, yeah. like, I'll catch that. But, you know, I'm a fan for all experiences to get shorter, or sporting events. It's like, football got way too long. They did this a couple of years ago, and I feel like they have brought it down. There Slightly. was a time where, like, 1 o'clock games would be ending at, like, 4.30. Yeah, like, sure. they'd, be, Regularly. they'd be blowing into, like, the 4 o'clock game time slot. And that doesn't happen so much anymore, and that's a good thing. Um, you know, basketball, the end of games are sluggish. I don't know yeah. if it's like the length of the game is the problem there. The length of the season for basketball might be the problem. They're having with issues with players sitting out, resting, you know, doing all of that uh, load management. And I think the way, the easiest way to combat that would just be maybe shorten the season or just give more breaks in play. You know, but yeah. if you're getting paid whatever, however many millions a year, you can't play a basketball game three or four times a week. Like, yeah. get out of here. I know it's not easy, but but the thing with baseball is, I I think the shorter game, the shorter amount of time between pitches and plays are great. Like the the batter box thing, which was largely referred to, or not largely referred to, but it's quietly referred to as the no more garcia par rule it's like, like how many times do we have to you know re-velcro our gloves and like scratch our balls and shit it's like mickey mantle and those boys didn't wear gloves it's like you put some pine tar or spit on your hands and you go up and hit you know and that's where i think baseball is trying to get i want to say we've referenced it before in this show i don't have it in front of me now but i want to say like the average game length in the golden era of baseball the 60s and 70s was like it was 
shy of it was south of three hours. We're, we they're trying oh, we're to get back, back to that. Like movies, like I love watching movies. I love. You're not going to watch Lord anything. of the Rings every well, day. It's like it's like for every every minute that it's over two hours, that's the percentage increase. I don't watch it. It's like if it's two hours and forty seven minutes, it's like whoa. Well, you me telling you, oh yeah, I'll give that a shot. It's like mm, mm, that's getting harder and harder for me to do. You know. Yeah, and so my my thoughts on it. I think the bases are stupid. Um, and I, why? I just think that it's not that there was no need to but do what that. If, well, just, just unnecessary. I mean, I like small ball. I like if there's gonna be more stolen bases or more attempts to. You can only do two moves to first, right? The, the pickoff rule. It's like I like the potential for what this will do to baseball because, quite frankly, the home run or bust thing is not that fun to watch. I agree. The shift, all of like. The, the way the game had gone the last however many years, 20, 30, whatever years, had been a bad product, I think. I think this is going to a way where you would actually sit down and be like, hey, let's go to a bar. We're going to watch this ba- this baseball game. It'll be two and a half hours. Yeah, and we and know we're going to see a bunch of shit happen like in the middle of the field. Yeah, I, I, am, I understand the shift. I hate the shift, but I, I don't know, so I'm content with them not having that i think the pitch clock's great having watched it in the minor leagues i think that they're making a much bigger deal yeah. than it's going to be well yeah and i don't yeah i think it's something that you might have to get used to if you are a, a pitcher or batter but like it's i think by there there it will like i said there will be growing pains it could yeah. probably be a little clumsy like there might be games like we're gonna see fucking managers tossed about every one of these rules at least through the first half of the season for sure but I think ultimately it's one of those things you do where it's like, hey, this transition period is going to be like pretty tough and painful. But coming out on the other side, it's going to be a better product. Yeah, like it's just like a good look, you know. And my parting point on on that is, uh, I love that Manny Machado is the first person to be to fall victim as a strike for not getting into the box on time. It's very right. fitting. Right. Very. Fitting. He was still counting his three hundred and fifty million. Phew. I miss him out here. Uh, Manny, Manny, Manny. Uh, college basketball, Terps up to 21st overall back in the rankings. They beat Minnesota and had a nice win over Northwestern last week. They're going to Ohio State out in Columbus tonight, and then they'll be up at Happy Valley on Sunday to wrap up their season. They're 29 overall. A lot of people picked them to finish 10th in the Big Ten, which is not last. Uh, there's like 14 teams in the Big Ten, which is stupid, but regardless, uh, they are second. Love to see it. Primed to hopefully make a little noise come March Madness. Uh, Houston staying up top at number one. Alabama number two. Uh, Kansas at number three. UCLA four and Purdue five. So the same order as last week. Not a lot changing there. Uh, NHL. Connor McDavid scored his 50th goal of the season. First time he's done that in his career, which is surprising. Uh, he's got 21 games left to play this season. Yeah, like just gonna be shattering whatever his previous record was. Oh yeah, should should by a lot. Uh, our Caps not playing well and seemingly kind of shipping it in for the year. Traded Dmitri Orlov, traded Garnet Hathaway to the Bruins for some picks. Joe's boy Craig Smith came on down. He was pretty thrilled about that. 
Needless to say, I think you said there was an was a Johansson also traded. There was there's yeah, a name. there's there's been a couple. And uh, just to go back to Craig Smith, which sounds like a name you make up on the spot. It's no, like, hey, it's, what's your name? You just as uh, uh, Craig Smith. I was thinking that's a name that everybody knows. Somebody named Craig Smith. I knew a Craig Smith from fucking turf school. I don't there know Craig go. Smith. Me neither. No. Now, uh, now I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know of one. Uh, interesting to bring a 33-year-old to a team that's trying to uh, bring <laughs> down their fucking team average age. Um, but they have... He's a young man by any other standards, yeah. though. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Orly and Hathaway to Boston, which uh, Orly's already scored two goals for him, which is pretty mm, nice. Hathaway with, a, with an assist. I think Hathaway is going to be pretty great for uh, for Boston. He's mm. just that perfect kind of player. And they're on a special march this season. Yeah, they have like a 21% chance of winning the cup. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Mojo uh, to the wild. I, I don't remember what the pick is. Gustafson, who I've been all about this season, He's he's been shipped up to the Leafs. We got a, yeah. a pick in Rasmuth uh, Sandin. Shipping up Toronto. Um, who's 22, so, you know, we got some young blood there, which is nice. I'm and uh, Stanley Cup champion and actually the, the Cup uh, winning goal scoring Lars Eller. Hate to hate to see him go. He's uh, going to the Avalanche, which has been kind of a hot spot for the Caps to go to uh, as Grubauer and Burakovsky went. And uh, I like Barlow. the Avalanche yeah. too. I've always yeah, had great. a soft spot for them ever since Dude, those Zach those yeah, yeah. classics. Yes. Adam Foot. So and uh, we got a pick for from them as well. Uh, so yeah, random random question for you guys: How many of uh, the Stanley Cup? Caps, do you think are remaining on this roster? Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Seven. Oh, I was gonna go like three. It is six. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So, well, that's close, a lot. Pretty close, but uh, <laughs> that prices. was a couple years ago. That seems like that's a good. It's good five years. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you expect a handful, but yeah, it's it's wild. Backstrom, Carlson, Kuzi, Oshi, Ovi, and Wilson. That's that. And uh, yeah, so outside of that, a little bit update on the OB, original six, which isn't really an update. Still sitting at eight hundred and thirteen goals, eighty-two to go. All right, nice. I appreciate that update. I definitely lost track. Ah, uh, Patrick Kane also moved from the Blackhawks to the Rangers. No, that was big. Yeah, I mean, like Patrick that's gonna be Kane weird. Was is one of the great Blackhawks of all time. I think if three cups there, and they went like every other year, didn't they? For, Wasn't it like, like they the won every tens. other year yeah. for, for like a in that six-year span or whatever, but wild. And going to the Rangers, but hey, that's one of the things, like pretty cool fucking career. It's like you do your thing in Chicago, it's like, yeah, and now I'm going to go play in MSG every night for the New York Rangers. Yeah. That's not nothing. Like, what's that a good uh what's a good comparison? Like who went to the Yankees? Oh, it's like Johnny Damon going to the Yankees. That is a you good know? comparison. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to put me on the spot for any other ones, but I'm sure that there are some. Well, we'll some just good go with that there. one then. Yep, at least to start. But I hate the Rangers. I can pull for Patty Kane there. Yeah. Especially well, it's hard to say. A little bit more sports news coming at you. Messi winning FIFA's award for the best male football player. Beating out Mbappe. Uh, Benzema as well. Yeah. Very deserved. Uh, yeah, dude, I mean, after the World the Cup, yeah, yeah, you got to that, – that's a, a nod there. Yep, his year, if any. Uh, any golf or tennis coming our way. 
Yeah, we got the uh, Bay Hill Invitational, the Arnold Palmer tournament Arnie that's Palmy. long been a mainstay. It's one of the elevated, new elevated events on the PGA Tour calendar. So you're going to see a lot of big names down there. It's in Orlando, the home of, you know, the Golf Channel, Disney World, all of that. Now, the course is kind of, it's not, I, I mean, it's in Florida, it's not linksy, but as far as American courses go, it, it does have, you know, some interesting design features you can run things up valleys and hills around the greens uh it's usually pretty windy and chilly down there like this week it's a traditionally that way um so that's leading us up into i believe is it maybe next week or the week after that will be the players championship so we're getting into the we left california we're now in the florida swing really closing in on the masters which is basically in a month that's like easter weekend i think easter's on it easter sunday's april 9th um so everything from here on out there will be like a dud week here or there but we're gonna see a lot of play don't know exactly tiger's not said when he's playing again i would assume he will play at least once before the masters yeah probably a couple weeks before the thing about the players is it's pretty flat it's just you know around some lakes in orlando it's a home it's game right for him he doesn't yeah. have to fucking travel anywhere exactly. I mean, he gets in a car and drives there and stays in a sick house i'm sure but <laughs> um yeah i mean i i would think maybe you see him there which would be cool because that would be i mean we saw him pretty much compete he showed up to riviera yeah, and that's one of well. the hardest walking courses on tour like right next to augusta where there's not really a pitch of level ground like everything's either up or down yeah bay hill is pretty flat if he's wanted to go out there and hit stingers and this you know if he had a hot putter that week that would be Insane. He's won there eight times, I think. I think it's the most any golfer's ever won a single tournament. He's like the king of Bay Hill, oddly enough, where the king <laughs> called home. Made it, yeah. But that would be sick if he, you know, broke the tie with Sam Snead and got 83 at Bay uh, at uh, at Bay Hill. And we'll give him a nice little month in between the Masters, yeah. too. That That is April 6th through the 9th. He's not going to be at Bay Hill, though. I've misspoke. We got we got all called up in our Tiger emotions. But the players would be cool. Yeah, TPC, Solgrad, yeah. Ponte Vedra, Beach, Florida. Should be a good one there. Might have to tune in for some of it. Yeah, it was just uh, about the course. I was looking up who uh, the architect was, Pete Dye. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize he just died a couple of years ago. Yeah, like maybe two years ago. So yeah, yeah like I think it was in the dude that was COVID 95 year. years old. Yeah, Jeez. awesome. Yeah, and I, is his wife still with us, or is she going? Mean, she like helped design a lot of the course. She was like a a great yeah. sounding board with she, him. But she died a year earlier, prior to him. Yeah, okay. So. Yeah, but that that is cool, and yeah, she's you know, the first lady of golf architecture. Pete Dye, his wife, his son PB Dye, yeah. they build courses all over the place. I, there's in Ocean City, Rum Point. I mean, there's up around Baltimore and DC. There's a Pete Dye. I mean, he's got an interesting and a very. Uh, recognizable design. Uh, you see a lot of railroad ties, a lot of you know heavy bunkering around the greens like Kiowa Island's a Pete die and that that is 
Bully Rock. For, and, yeah, Bully uh, Rock. Perry Cabin in St. Michael's. Those are some Perry Cabin where there. Wedding Crashers was filmed. Another classic. Um, but yeah, Bully Rock was sick. I actually yeah. played Bully Rock uh, last March or two Marches ago. And it was like in mid-March. So it was still kind of like the trees, or the leaves weren't on the trees and it was kind of brown, but really sick. That's awesome. Lived up to the hype. Be fun to get out there this uh, this March now that we're here. We'll see how the ankle holds up for golf. But moving to our rhyme time here, we did not do well last week. We'd actually had a really good run prior to that. Not a single one of us did well. Uh, me and Joe each got one, right. but not you know that's not what we're hoping for. Ah, so <laughs> that brings our scores. Two out of nine. Yeah, two out of nine. <laughs> two out of nine ain't bad. Yeah, it's something like that. Ah, uh, Doc, you are at ten points overall. Joe, you're at thirteen, and I am at eight. So the ice bowl, it's tight. We got five more weeks in March to see who's going to take it home my pick this week for my hot spot i got edmonton over toronto i think mcdavid's playing hot right now it's in edmonton give me the wallers speaking of hot the heat this is when they come on this time of year and it's a big game tonight against conference rival most likely someone they may face come april or may Give me the heat over the 76ers tonight. I just feel the heat coming on. Should be a fun one. I think it's like the second time they the played this week. The heat is Ted, we're uh, going to be combating on this this hot spot because I'm going with the uh, Leafs over the Oilers. They've uh, won six of the last eight. And, uh, yeah, they've been cruising along this season, riding second place in their division. But, uh, you know, that's okay. Joe, I'll tell you, they're playing well, but you're wrong. We'll find out at least tonight. Yes, we will. I'm steering clear of the Hornets against the Suns. No LaMelo ball. Check me out of that one. The Hornets are done. Yeah, and I'm sticking with the NBA on my steer clear. The battle for New York. I got the Nets losing to the hot Knicks. Yeah, that's that feels safe as well. That's just... Not it right now. For uh, my steer clear, I'm going to stick NHL as I typically do. I'm going to say the uh, Avalanche fall to the Devils. Devils have been low-key really good this season. Jack Hughes just, you know, doing his thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Your boy out in Colorado losing to the, to the Devils. Well, he's not going to be playing just yet. Okay, I didn't know if he'd gotten out there yet. Very nice, very nice. Appreciate that update. We'll see. We will see. Top props. Mine's very appropriate given our upcoming interview. I got Nick Kurtz hitting three home runs this weekend. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a four-day weekend down in Wake Forest. We love that. That's uh, also another callback to a Seinfeld episode when Kramer tells the like, Make-A-Wish kids, like, no, I'll get Paul O'Neill hit a home run for you tonight. And then he like, keeps up and he's like, Dude, Paul's like, I gotta hit three. What are you telling this kid? Like, but that's great. My, it doesn't count. It's inside the park. Right, right. My top prop is going back to Bay Hill. I got a European winning this thing. I don't know who it will be. It could be anyone from Rory to Tommy Fleetwood, Fairway Jesus himself. 
But we have a European winning down in Orlando this weekend. Starting tomorrow, keep your eyes on the leaderboard Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Winning on foreign territory. We will see. Producer Joe, why don't you wrap us up? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, top prop uh, Eric Gustafson. He's going to carry his uh, productivity over to the Leafs. And uh, I don't think he's playing tonight, but uh, his first game for him, I, I think he's going to have a point. I like that bet. Supporting your guy. We will uh, we will see about that whenever that is. You might have to let us know. It's a very obscure one to look up. But either way, rhyme time for the week. Make sure that y'all are following along. We got five more weeks of it left in the ice bowl. But I alluded to it in my top prop. We are going to be moving on here to a great interview. We actually did this Monday evening. Nick Kurtz, Wake Forest, first or all ACC player of the week. Uh, first week overall. Got back to action yesterday. Went one for four with a walk. I'd love to see him back on the field. But this is a really fun interview. So Yeah, great guy. Glad he joined us. It's really exciting having um someone so highly touted, uh, such a talent being interviewed on our show. It's great. Absolutely. Dude's an up and coming star. So with no further ado, Mr. Nick Kurtz. All right, and here we are. We've got Nick Kurtz, number eight of the Wake Forest Deacons, no longer the Demon Deacons. Uh, our week one of the college baseball ACC player of the week. Uh, batted a batted a strong 500 with four home runs and 10 RBIs. How's it going, man? Great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's going good. Excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, we'll just jump right on into things here. Uh, good friends with your brother, Logan. You, he let us know that y'all grew up in Lancaster. You're a big Jeopardy guy. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Nice. Also, big Jeopardy guy. What do you think about the new hosts? Do you have a take on that? Are you? Sorry, uh, do you like a Ken Jennings as your host or Mayim Bialik? Are you into the the new uh, hosting feuds? Definitely Ken Jennings. Yeah, I'm with you there. That should just been his job solely after the Alex Trebek death. Rest in peace. I agree. I agree. But fun childhood there uh had a brother or two brothers well involved in the game so good role models there uh let us know that you went to the 12 u you won the 12 u gold championship with team america uh out in taiwan tell us about that experience that must have been a culture shock at that age oh yeah i mean that was that's probably been the most crazy uh like thing i've ever been through probably i mean at 12 year old i'm getting shipped over to taiwan with no, I mean, my parents were there, but I'm not seeing them hardly at all. Just with the team, definitely it was definitely odd and different than what we're used to here. Yeah, that's wild. So, like, how long were you over there for? Like, how long of a? Uh, I was there. So I went to California for like the trials, like the final tryout. Okay. I was there for about like a week and a half, and then I was in Taiwan for two weeks. Wow. Any uh, part of that that stands out? to you like any any uh memorable thing in taiwan baseball or not related i mean definitely just win the gold medal yeah you know, I, I i was starting on the mound that game awesome. probably the, i was there's probably like thirteen thousand fans out there no shit uh, 40 of them were cheering for us everyone else we we're playing we we're playing chinese taipei like their hometown team okay uh everyone there was rooting against us and as a 12 year old it's pretty scary 
Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty heady experience. I mean, up until that point, 13,000 is, I mean, what do you think the biggest crowd was prior to that game that you would have played in or prior to that tournament? Uh, maybe like 80. Yeah, see, so, yeah, it's just like exponentially. You must feel like, you know, bright lights. It's as close as you can get to the guys you see on TV at that age, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, was, that was crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. A huge gold medal. And um, funny you mentioned that you were a pitcher as well. That's actually how I got to know you. I play a game called uh, Out of the Park. It's like the super nerdy baseball game where, you. I mean, they've got top major leaguers down to the independent level guys and uh we actually drafted you in like yeah. the fifth or sixth round the orioles um looked it up i saw you were from pennsylvania i was like there's no way that's that's logan's brother but yeah that's funny i've had i've had people come, i know i didn't know the game so someone came yeah you're a fast riser through the farm a tall lefty yeah so <laughs> I, I don't know this game either what is this exactly is it like uh it's like the ultimate franchise mode of any baseball okay. thing like yeah. you control everything right. it's it would take me an hour to really tell it all but that's where i got to know you fun fact there um but we'll fast forward from 12u up to high school so you started up at Mannheim township had a couple walk-off home runs there over mccaskey and warwick um nice little shout out to those but then after that, went on down to the Baylor School in Chattanooga, uh, played with some of your 12U guys, Danny Corona. I believe um, your coach was down there as well from that team. But at the age of 15, going from Pennsylvania down to Tennessee, essentially alone, that must have been quite a move. Oh, yeah. I mean, so it was the, we, the another guy I played with 12U was Cooper Kinney, and his dad was the coach. So we had two guys there. And, yeah, I mean, it was definitely crazy. If I thought if I took more time to actually think about the decision, it probably would have never happened. Like, I went and visited the school, like, July 28th it was, and I went to class, like, August 14th. Wow. So, yeah, so that was quick. That's it, a turnaround. It was a quick decision, just, you know, I was like, my parents were like, you want to do it? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I, they sent me down there, and I was on my own at 15, and probably the best decision I ever made, to be honest. Yeah, and how do you feel that, you know, prepared you or even, I mean, now like playing in college, that was, that's kind of just an extension of that. Does it feel kind of, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the baseball part here is like a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I say sure. class is about even. Okay. Class type thing, but whatever, whatever time I'm not spending at the field, I'm usually at home doing work and then going to bed. Right. I mean, I'm there, I'm there for like probably five, six hours a day. And what kind of classes are you taking? Uh, no, nothing crazy. <laughs> cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, no. Nice. Easy ones they offer. Yeah. That's no doubt about that while you can. Yeah. Uh, you're also a high school hooper as well. How yeah, is I was all right at basketball. I played, I, I played all the way up to my senior year. I didn't play my senior year. Yeah, we're dealing with, a, with an injury, if I recall, the, the throwing shoulder that year. Yeah, yeah, I tore my leg with my throwing shoulder that year. And just, I probably couldn't play basketball that year, but it wasn't really worth it at that point. I knew I was going to play baseball afterwards, so I kind of just took the whole year off and just focused on it. Yeah, I don't blame you with, with what was on the line otherwise. So, ended up at Wake Forest, which is obviously a huge baseball school down there. Uh, were there any other schools that were even close, or was it kind of Wake Forest all the way? 
Um, before I took like all my visits and stuff, there's I mean different other ACC schools like Virginia and Duke, but as soon as I like I came on campus that week, I kind of I kind of just knew that this is where I wanted to go, and you know things worked out for sure. I mean I committed there as a pitcher, and then then I transferred to a two way, and then I, when the summer before I came in here, I was only a hitter. So and they they dealt with it. They had my back, and another another great decision I made. Yeah, what's uh... What's the best part of Wake Forest life? I've never been there, but always know the school from, you know, watching ACC basketball games growing up. Big golfers, so I know Arnold Palmer looms largely there. Uh, I mean, football team's been pretty good. Those games are pretty fun. Yeah, uh, Hopefully with the baseball program coming the way it is. I mean, baseball games are the most fun, in my opinion, obviously. Yeah. But as we're getting better and better, we should have more people coming and coming games be even more exciting at that point nice especially once y'all get into conference play here soon enough so uh your freshman year even though you played a good chunk of the year with a injury in your non-throwing shoulder still hit 338 15 and 56 was that kind of how did that feel to you was that kind of like oh i've earned this this is where i'm at or was it kind of like this was easier than anticipated. Like that's a great stat line for anyone, let alone a true freshman. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd say easier. I mean, the funny thing is, like, I, I didn't, I was out. So that fall, freshman fall, I dislocated my shoulder, and that's when I originally uh, tore my labrum. Mm. So I was out until about a week before the season started. Like our last like inter school before the season started is when I took my first half bats. So honestly, I didn't expect to really anything to happen like I'm a freshman I had, I had a good fall before I got hurt and then I'm just playing the week before the season starts I didn't even expect really to be in the starting lineup nonetheless and then so I kind of just didn't want to take I didn't want to take that for granted and just kind of just played I mean at that point I was, I was just thinking to myself like hey it could be a lot worse right now so and I kind of just I try to just think less about it and just have fun type of thing and it all kind of worked out I would say, yeah, great year there. Third team, all ACC. First team, all freshmen. Uh, got that shoulder all healed up right after the season, so you were ready to roll this year. And it showed week one. Uh, like I mentioned, batting 500, four, four home runs. I actually got to watch a little bit of um, that UNC-Greensboro game. It's one of the, it's probably the only one that's on ESPN Plus the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, so, sad. That, was, that, was a, that was a blowout. Right off the jump, <laughs> right, <laughs> right off the jump. But of course, I had to see the that pop up double play. That was a nice, uh, yeah, nice throw by their shortstop there. Um, but glad to hear the wrist is doing well. We talked about that off air. Uh, get you back in the lineup tomorrow and moving forward uh, as a preseason All American favorite. You set a nice pace for yourself. So want to see you back out there getting back to work. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait. Um, so a few fun questions here, and then we will we'll let you get on your way. So word on the street is you're a Phillies and a Cowboys fan. Yeah, that is, that is true. Was it any bit, did it make you feel better watching the Eagles blow it in the Super Bowl after what the Phillies did? A hundred percent. It's just confirmation for why you're not an Eagles fan. <laughs> That was the best part about the season. I could, that's the only reason why I wanted to watch Super Bowl. Uh, they lived right on up to that hype for you. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that Phillies one was tough. Um, heard you're a big Bryce Harper fan. 
was that prior to him being on the Phillies or? Uh... Yeah, that was, he was always like the kind of guy I wanted to, you know, resemble my game around sort of. I gotcha. And co- him coming to Phillies was like the best, best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if that was like a dream come true scenario or more of a. Uh... Basically, yeah, you could say like. That's that's awesome. Um, what are your thoughts on the new rule changes going on in the major leagues? Those bases are a little ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all. I think they're doing way too much right now. No, I mean, I understand base to play is bad, but that's what baseball is. That's that's what the sport is. I mean, they're just trying to change the sport right now and try to make it more, I guess, entertaining. When I just don't think they need to do that. And now the bases are being enlarged by like 30 percent i mean they're going to be noticeably larger and is that kind of is the idea that that's going to reduce some injuries or or what is the yeah, the I'm ideology not really, as a there baseman, i love that yeah, yeah I guess, for sure <laughs> I that. that's awesome i mean i don't really i didn't think the bases were really ever an issue I, yeah so i didn't like there's i guess there's always injuries but that can happen any that can happen with this size base like i don't yeah, i don't really know I think they might be trying to uh, get more steals. It's a little bit closer. Well, and as a guy pickoffs. that was a former pitcher and now a first baseman, the pickoff rules, what's the, you can only make three throws to first and then it would be a balk after that? Or what's... I mean, I, I don't know. They're doing... I, don't, I, yeah. I, I only know how it rolls, to be honest with you. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I think... And we see this in in the NFL where it's like with all that's been a storyline this whole season and even in the Super Bowl but it's like you get to a point where there are too many rules like we are just muddying the waters now for the sake of what yeah if I get rung up because I'm not in the box fast enough I'll probably get injected (laughs) yeah fuck yeah I hate that we want that video when that happens (laughs) we'll get you there soon enough um last question here so it's June, end of June, third week. The Deeks are champions. What a year it's been. You're an All-American. What kind of gas mileage are you getting on the drive home? <laughs> I ain't driving anywhere. Like that. <laughs> I'm right. going somewhere that's not here. With, <laughs> yeah. with the boys, for sure. Hey, y'all would have definitely earned it at that point. Yeah. Uh, Logan let us know about the old whip down in Winston-Salem. We were... Uh, We'd support the gas efficiency down there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We do. Always. Um, do any of your boys ever, have you ever heard of a soup kitchen? Uh, I've heard of it. Okay. Okay. Heard of it, yeah. I was going to say, if not, you got to watch the other guys. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll leave that on a cliffhanger there for our yeah, listeners. Yeah, I've seen the movie. I just, you know, it's been a while since I've watched that movie. Maybe, maybe need to watch it again. It's like Will Ferrell and, uh, Mark Wahlberg, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A little soup kitchen happens in a Prius. (laughs) Dirty Mike and the boys. (laughs) Dirty Mike. Nice. Uh, But it's been an awesome show. We've really enjoyed having you. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, look forward to seeing you get back to work. Uh, Love that home run celebration, the one against Illinois, counting them off. Yeah. Get you back soon enough. You'll need to be starting at second base. That's right. That's awesome. All right. Have a good rest of your night, man. All right. And that was Mr. Nick Kurtz, Wake Forest Baseball number eight, doing big things down in Winston-Salem. Make sure that you tune in and follow along with a big season coming ahead for the kid down playing first base.
for the Deeks. But we got another former first baseman correspondent, Kev. He is on the horn. We got trivia ahead here. <laughs> New month, five weeks in March. It's going to get hectic. Very grateful to have you on, Kev. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back, boys. Looking forward to the Nick Kurtz interview myself. It's going to be a fun one. We, we enjoyed having him on. But why don't you take us into question one here? Kick off Let's... the month of March. Let's roll into it. It is March, a little madness going on. So with Selection Sunday less than two weeks away, this team currently has the longest active streak of NCAA tournament appearances. One pointer here. So we got A, everyone's favorite, the Duke Blue Devils. We got B, the Michigan State Spartans. C, the Michigan Wolverines. And D, the Kansas Jayhawks. Oh man, I feel like I feel like I'm walking into a trap, but we're gonna flip one, two, three, A, B, and A. It's actually it's, D. Wow, Kansas, 30, thirty-two consecutive appearances. I I was pretty sure Duke had a down year down in there somewhere. I was leaning towards B as well, Joe. They sucked in like the mid '90s for a couple years, like '94 to like '96. They had some like under five hundred years. 32 straight seasons, though. From Roy Williams yep. to Bill Self. Some names. Bill. King Bill himself. Uh, I'd like to see what you did there. See what you did there. <laughs> Why don't we go to question two? All right. This seed, so the number, is the lowest seed to ever make the final four. We got A, the nine seed, B, the 10 seed, C, the 11 seed, or D, the 12 seed. How many points is two this points. one worth, too? Okay. Beat me to the punch. All right, then we're going to flip here. One, two, three. B, C, and C. It's actually D. That's 12. 12C has made the final four. George Mason, VCU. <sighs> I knew George Mason was one. I thought they were 11. Was that the shock of smart year with VCU? Yep. Oh, yeah, Loyola Chicago, too. Sister Jean. She's like, what, 102, now? I think. <laughs> yeah, 102, 103. That's crazy. Something like that. Boys. 0 for 6. This is like rhyme time last week. Not good. <laughs> Close game. Yeah. All right. We ready? Yes, sir. Question three. Three points here. Go over to the NHL with the NHL trade deadline. So, regarded as arguably the best American-born player in NHL history. How many Stanley Cups did the Patrick Kane-led Blackhawks win? Got A, 2, B, 3, C, 4, and D, 5. C, 3, P.L. <laughs> all right. We're going to flip one, two, three. We all wrote B. It is B. We. 2010, 2013, and 2015 for those Chicago Blackhawks who are honestly a terrible franchise outside of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tace. As are the Bulls, too. It's very surprising how uh, Chicago has kind of flown under the radar. Yeah, yeah. Worse than New York, probably. Yeah. I mean, the Bulls are just, it's like literally outside of Jordan. They they blew. Like they're like horrible. Absolute awful. Yeah. Like yeah. off poorly run. Sad, really. A huge market. Probably like what top five in the United States, if, if not, not top higher. Three, yeah, for sure. Third, probably. And the shitty Bears as well. Who can forget? They're probably the worst of them all. 
Loyola. Shout out Big Cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Loyola Chicago might be the best. Shout which out is to, sad. Yeah, really seriously, which is crazy. Well, hey, we're all on the board here. We either all get them right or we're all get them wrong. Let's see if that changes question four. We're going to go back. A little March Madness. Four points here. Name the last team to win the NCAA tournament and be less than a two seed. Got A, UNC, B, Villanova, C, Louisville, or D, UConn. question as well we like this one we're gonna flip one two three d c and b we're all over it is it is d uconn 2014 they were a seven seed wow. came from literally nowhere was that uh what what year was that again 2014 was that, that was kemba kevin Allen. no yeah i think it was actually it might have because I thought I felt like they won the Big East out of nowhere and then won the tournament as well. Jim Calhoun right. was still there. He was Jimmy gone, Kevin. I think. Oh, that yeah. was right after he left. So Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie, who was terrible outside of that, he like ruined them. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, and they still haven't recovered. Kemba was 2011. Okay, I, yeah, 2014 seemed a little, a little too. They recent. did, and they did win the Big East tournament, and just. Got stupid hot. Hey, UConn's UConn's got a lot of pride up there. They bring it sometimes. You so. can do it. They're actually not bad this year. Yeah, they're they're lingering. They might make the tournament. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But hey, got a nice round overall, boys. Seven points for myself. You all each have three. We got four weeks to go in the month of March, so that's exciting. Couldn't do it without you, Kev. Thanks for bringing the the good questions as you tend to do. Glad to, glad to. March Madness, everybody get excited, get ready. Go Terps here in like two minutes. See if we can lock down that double bye in the Big Ten tourney next week. Let's beat the fuck eyes. Let's beat them. They fucking blow this year. Shouldn't shouldn't be an issue, but our road woes have shown themselves too often. Yeah, we love not winning in the state of Maryland. Hey Kevin, what did Ever. you uh, what did you roll last week? I rolled a two fourteen, actually, believe really? it or not. It was the top top score. Did not. I avoided the wild turkey shot. We, that's like <laughs> cheating. Well I got five in a row. We were in the corner, luckily. And we're actually in the championship tonight, so I'm pretty pumped. Against our uh, against the best team. So going to get rolling over there soon, get a couple drinks to warm up. Got to beat the best to be the best. Damn right. They're all like these like middle-aged dudes who like thrive on this. It's kind of funny. Hey, not their night. No, not tonight. Hopefully not. Well, we look forward to hearing about your victory. Bring the belt and or trophy next week. So we can check will do. Out. And we'll see you then. Good luck, man. All right, see you guys Kev. then. Later, Later, Kev. See you guys. All right, some great trivia there from correspondent Kev. As always, we, we appreciate you sending those over. Like we said, five weeks of March. So plenty of opportunity for, for some ebb and some flow in this trivia. But we're going to roll into our soapboxes to wrap things up. Uh, my first one, I got two today. Started monsterless March today. Going to see how long that can last. March is a long month. Um, but Yeah, you should have went in February. It's like the... Save myself three <laughs> days. Yeah, cheat a couple of days. Doesn't have the alliteration, though. So we're running with monsterless March. Day one today. 
in the books, was very tired, was able to take a nap, so that ruled. Um, and matches up kind of nicely with Lent. Not that you're giving it up for Lent, yeah, but you can all. now ride that train, you know? You I, can have that as an explanation. Yep, if I if I have to. Um, and my second one, I watched Superbad the other day, and that's one of those movies that it's just so funny the more you watch it. Yeah. Um, I always appreciated Michael Sarah being referred to as Jimmy's brother during the Coke scene, but I didn't realize that uh, the weird dude who hits Jonah Hill also <laughs> refers to him. He's like, you look like this guy Jimmy's brother. So it's like a little running gag throughout right, that. Right. The movie's full of just those stupid little things. Uh, these eyes are crying. That's that's one of the best scenes. Yeah, it's such a great, uh, great movie. Really captures that high school vibe. It's it's of that era or of a generation. It is the high school movie, like Fast Times may have been for others oh, or yeah. whatever. But yeah, super could bad. not come so out good. nowadays. Either. You know, could Jonah it? Hill was so funny in that. Um, Emma Stone, you know, that yeah, was like young. one of her first coming out parties there. Uh, Can't forget about uh, Bill Hader and, and Seth Rogen as the cops. They were fantastic, sure. too. Yeah. Uh, some of the best acting ever. Joe LaTrulio as the guy who hits them with the car and is like, whoa, whoa, whoa here. <laughs> he's like, here's eight bucks, like eight dollars. What are you fucking <laughs> what am I, 13 fucking years 10? old? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, whoa, whoa, no, I'll take you to this party. I'll take, come, come, I'll take you to this party. Uh, <laughs> he is one of those guys that always steals the scene when he's in it. He was great. It was it. I love you, man. He was like, give me what you got. Give me what you got. And they would go to like, they went to that soccer game and it would, his voice would pitch up to like a squeaky tone when he would yell. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah the yeah. truly. Yeah, yeah. It just radiates sketchiness. Like, don't get in that guy's car. Yeah. <laughs> don't get in his car. But the party was sick. This is Merlot. This is Merlot. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah one disgusting. of the most quotable movies of the last 20 years or oh, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolute classic. If you haven't seen Superbad, do yourself a favor. Uh, so that's my soapboxes there. Well, and that kind of is a. Uh, that can. I didn't come prepared with the soapbox. I kind of got into what could have been a great one earlier about the length of movies. And, you know, Superbad, a Judd Apatow production, he often gets maligned for his movies being, you know, half an hour too long. Because that is true. I mean, these are comedies, high school comedy, Knocked Up. That's kind of like a 20-something comedy. All, all of those, it's like, Oh, okay. But it's like all of those are a little too long. It's like especially comedies, like that's an hour forty five type Max. situation. Like think like that's how long Dumb and Dumber and Tommy Boy and all the Billy the Happy Madison things. It's like, yeah, keep those short and sweet. If Paul Thomas Anderson wants to tell the story of, you know, oil and you know, water in California at the turn of the century, yeah, hey, I'll spot you an extra half an hour. But Keep the light and sweet, short and sweet. I I agree with that there. Hour 40 is a perfect time for a comedy. Uh, my soapbox is going to be also uh, movie-centric. Um, shout out to Chris Pacrame and Moneymaker <laughs> money Mike, of course. Uh, you know Denzel Washington, best actor ever. So darn so cool. Clever. So darn <laughs> clever. <laughs> you got it. Uh, yeah, I watched uh, The Equalizer. I started it a couple of days ago, finished it yesterday, and uh, glad I did because that movie fucking kicked ass. Mm. See, uh, 
I, I, I don't remember when it was made, but like it's obviously a little bit older. Denzel, you know, a little bit heavier yeah. and, and whatnot. But yeah, he's like just, the mid aughts or whatever. Yeah, like, he's, like, he, yeah. yeah. And what's the what's going on in the Equalizer? Is he like he comes in? He's like, hey, <laughs> like is he kind of like regular Batman? And it's like, hey. Yeah, it, you kidnapped this family and killed the kids. You know, I now pretty come much to settle the debt for the family or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like he 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 comes up like as a like low key detective kind of thing, with uh-huh. a special set of skills. Figure out it's like, like pre taken, kind of yeah. yeah. With this like sense of like I don't know, he's just got this ability to like all right, it's gonna take sixteen seconds to fucking like kill these five people, these like Russian mobsters or some shit. So, you know, it goes through the whole Denzel arc of him mm-hmm. being a total fucking badass and saving the day. Always so, the Walking yeah. through fire. So hopefully uh, the next two or three equalizers are going to be just as good. I'll catch them when I catch them. But I so there's going to be more equalizers. Yeah, there's there's like three already. And, I I, and there's a fucking like Queen Latifah show version that I don't think I'll ever oh, right. yeah, that yeah, that commercial is always canceled. run during football season. Neither last, this, not this prior season but the one before that and i just i can't see queen latifah moving like (laughs) (laughs) in a way to take out a group of fucking mafia fucking members i don't know we'll see but yeah that's it go denzel best actor ever great soapboxes there guys great stuff overall as always fun episode Uh, on the blog front we'll be churning out an al central blog on friday um going to be kind of a slow month with that overall if there's anything you're looking for shoot us a message we'll try to try to accommodate definitely open to some new and fun ideas before we get into baseball season and beyond but appreciate y'all tuning in as always following us on all of our social media liking our stuff sharing it's very appreciated we wouldn't do it without you doc you got anything for everyone before we sign off no sir we'll see you next week that we will this is chopping line Chop a line now.